And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th, and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the booch is taking over Kennesaw.
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Deadline. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? To do this, yes, it's me, the broke soldier, Mr. Zach Scott. Being speaking, I'm not that broke, any. I'm proud to say this once again. Oh, here we go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. But before we get into this, I, I have to address something at the top of the show. Um, don't worry, it's not political. Don't get nervous. Um, but it is something I do need to talk about. Uh, as you guys know, for the last several weeks and months that we've been doing the Boochcast, most of the tr- uh, most of the episodes you've heard, I was promoting um the seasons beating show for combat pro wrestling as you guys know uh the day that deadline took place because at the time that we are recording this it is saturday night at the time you are listening to this it is monday morning is when this dropped so obviously i've been promoting that event so originally i was supposed to be there at the time that deadline happened i was supposed to be in taylor south carolina at east side high school ring announcing for the show and then zach was gonna watch deadline tonight i was gonna watch it sunday and then late sunday night we were gonna get together like we are now now and record the recap to get it out here by Monday. So that was our original plan. Well, like most things in life, plans tend to derail. And I'm literally 10 minutes away from the building. I drove two hours and 18 minutes to Taylor, South Carolina from my house here in Johns Creek, Georgia. And I'm about 10 minutes away from the building when I discover the show had been canceled. Well, I figured I'm already 10 minutes away from the building. They said that the promoter was going to call me in a little bit. Well, I said, uh, I'm not going to wait for a phone call. I'm 10 minutes away from the building. I'm going to drive up, take a chance, hoping the promoter's still there, and I'm going to talk to him face-to-face just to get his side of the story. No anger, no issues, just want to find out what's going on. So I go there. I have a conversation. Um, I won't go into too much detail about what happened because it's not my place to give a lot of the details out. I'll just say, long story short, there was a licensing issue and we could not run the show. Apparently, some there was, someone was supposed to get someone the people the person who's supposed to get the license for the show neglected to do so and by the time they got everything set up uh there was some type of issue with that and because of that as a result the show could not be run i mean they could have ran the show but it would have been done illegally because the state of south carolina requires a lot of licensing in order to do this the athletic commission requires certain licenses like in georgia we don't really have that here that's why i don't see it much but in south carolina people are required to be licensed for example, um, you know, the promoter has to have a license. The wrestler has to have a license. Um, the referees have to be licensed. Even ring announcers like myself have to have a license. You have to have anybody that's involved around the ring has to have a license. Now, commentators, which um, Combat Pro Wrestling didn't have because this was not a televised show, but I'm sure they'll get some commentators when they ever decide to put it on the internet or on Fight TV or whatever, whenever there's a, a TV deal happens. But the commentators don't have to have a license. But the announcer do, but the ring announcer, the referees, the wrestlers do because they're around the ring and it's like just a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. Well, apparently, whoever was in charge of getting the legal mumbo jumbo done did not get it done. And as a result, the show was unable to take place. Um, obviously, everybody at Combat Pro was upset about it. Um, you know, and obviously, they put out a message apologizing for the cancellation and that there will be a rescheduled show at a later date. Um, and like I said, I wasn't even going to comment on 
on this, but because I've been promoting it so much on the Boochcast, I felt compelled to tell the Boochcast listeners what had happened. And, you know, obviously, you know, Combat Pro Wrestling, you know, feels bad about this. Um, the promoter has been very apologetic to me. He apologized to me for taking the, for, for what happened. He's apologized to a lot of people. And, you know, I'm not upset. I'm not angry. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in the fact that I didn't get a chance to, you know, announce and perform for the people because I love doing what I do. I mean, obviously the money is part of it as well. You know, obviously I, I make a living doing, I make a living in entertainment. So, you know, getting paid for a show is important, but I also enjoy performing. So even though, even though I talked to the promoter and I'm going to be compensated for my troubles, he is going to, you know, I am going to be compensated for having to drive all the way out. So that way I don't go home completely empty handed. But um, still, it is a little disappointing. I didn't get to do what I love to do, which is perform. So I would love to have been a part of that. But I know Combat Pro Wrestling is planning to, to reschedule at a later date and get all their ducks in a row beforehand. And um, whenever that show is, if I'm if I'm able to be a part of it, I, of course, will be there. If for whatever reason I am not, then sadly I won't be able to make it. And I'll try to make the next one in the future. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. But um, like I said, I'm only saying this because I had to address it because of the, the fact that I've been promoting it so much on the show. This is not meant to say I'm not trying to say anything disparaging about the company because it's being because it's being it is, it is run by great people. I know the promoter personally. Uh, I'm not saying his name because I don't want to I don't want anybody listening to this to cause any drama or whatever. I don't want to throw people under the bus. So, but they are a great company. They just had a mishap take place. Um, and I understand you know accidents happen. So I'm just I'm just telling you guys what happened. I'm not saying anything good or bad or indifferent about the situation. I'm just giving the facts. That's all I'm doing. So I don't want anybody listening to this going, Booch is bashing combat pro wrestling. No, I'm not. I am not bashing the company. I am just telling everyone what happened, why it was canceled, and the fact that they plan on rescheduling the show at a later date. So if I'm able to make that show, I will, of course, be there, and I will promote it here on the Boochcast. And if I'm not able to, then obviously the promoter knows i will make i will make it at a late i will make a future show if i'm able to so i just wanted to address that at the top of the show now that i got that out of the way um like i said i i hope combat pro wrestling is able to get everything together i'm still on good terms with the company they're still on good terms with me and like i said i hope to um work with them again in the future whenever the next show is and with that said we will now officially begin the recap of nxt deadline um and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge with Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade versus Zoe Stark versus Kiana James versus Indy Hartwell. To tell you the truth, I slept through the, most of this match and there's Mr. B. Wilkos. I deeply apologize. I mean, then I went back on the Peacock, of course, on the cock, and there's a wonderful show back on the cock, and I'll talk about that later. It's this, it's like, I was like, uh, I watched it, and I'm like, oh boy. And this is boring as shit for an opening match. I mean, all the ladies got their rifles, respectful pinfalls, and everything else. But once again, I'm going to make this short sweet here, then Vinny, you go ahead, do your thing. They had to be on uh, Good old Roxanne Perez. During the match, there's just one dude in the background. Let's go, Roxy. Let's go, Roxy. If I just right beside that dude, I will elbow him in the fucking face. Anyways, but uh, otherwise than that, I thought this was boring as shit. Um, I didn't enjoy this really much at all. And once again, Andy Hartwell is getting screwed over. Vinny, your thoughts, bro? Well, 
Zach, <laughs> I, I'm I am happy to announce you are not the only one that passed out during this pa this match. Um, actually, <laughs> here's what happened. Uh, it started off with Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark. I saw the match in the beginning. I was not moved. I don't know why this happened to me, but for whatever reason, I just could not stay awake. I couldn't. So I literally passed out right around the time Kiana James hit the ring was when I fell asleep. So I saw Kiana James get in. That's the last thing I remember about the match. All of a sudden, I, I, I just passed out. I woke up, and Roxanne Perez is having her hand raised in victory. That's basically what's going on here. They so ro That's all I saw, and because Roxanne Perez won this match, I saw no reason to go back and watch it before coming on this show, because if Roxanne won, then everything that happened in this match to me is fucking meaningless. I don't give a shit about any high spots. I don't care about any crazy moments. I don't care about any highlight reels that might be on here in the future. The fact that Roxanne Perez, who is one of the women that did not deserve to win this, the fact that Indy Hartwell is the most deserving out of all these women and didn't win this makes this a fucking waste of time and was basically giving me a well-deserved power nap. So you know what? We're going to move on from this abortion and we are going to go to the backstage area with Mackenzie Mitchell, who is interviewing Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Nile is bummed that the Creed brothers can't wrestle tonight as she was only looking out for them and their health. Kid and Carter get a chance, then enter. They say Nile and Paxley can have a fight whenever they want. Um, okay, I don't know why this is here. I don't understand these backstage skits during the pay-per-view. I don't think they should really happen. This was pointless right here. It's like, okay, you two, go ahead. Get this done with. Goodbye. Go to the match, please. All right. Exactly. I didn't enjoy it. Was it was, first of all, it was terrible acting. This whole thing was fucking awful. And here's the thing. Here, here's my issue with this. I agree that there should not be backstage segments during pay-per-views, but I will say this. If you're going to have one, have one that pertains to a storyline in the pay-per-view itself. You know, interview the champion, interview the challenger, interview one of the guys in the Survivor Challenge, interview somebody that just lost, interview the winner, do something. But don't just throw in random people because you want to plug a match for t for the next NXT or, or because you want to just have something random for no goddamn reason because it's like, oh, everybody has to have TV time because every show has to be a participation trophy. No, I'm sick of this shit, okay? Everybody does not need to be on the card. Everybody does not need equal time. Everyone does not need to be featured. You feature the people who matter. The people who aren't on the paper Review, who don't have a match, they don't fucking matter on this show. This is not meant to fill TV time. Your pay-per-view matches should be enough to fill the TV time. If it's not, have interviews with the people involved in your fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, Zach, am I making sense or am I taking crazy pills? Both. I'll take it. So, on that note, after this, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Fuck my life oh, again. Boy. We have Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Okay, um, this is to me, guy, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do and do that's Vinny. This is what I like to call in the business a filler. <clears throat> Excuse me. So basically, these two uh, ladies just went at it. They just did a typical match like you see on Tuesday night. And what, uh, back and forth, uh, Don got moves in, Fire got moves in, but for strange reason, uh, Don did something to the ref, made it the possessive, make black shit come out of his mouth. And then she uh, exploded his turnbuckle earlier in the match. She hits something with the turnbuckle. One, two, three, Don one, rightfully so. And uh, this match sucked. 
but it was there for just no reason and another uh, participation trophy goes to two people who don't need it really and uh Vinny, go ahead okay um well i have to correct you for a moment there zach um this match is not filler see a filler match is something you throw in to fill time this is a match that was plugged promoted and advertised any match that is advertised is not filler no matter how bad it is. So, just want to help you clarify the terminology there. This was not filler. Okay, okay. So, Fair enough, I understand. Yeah, something ha okay. if something is if a match shows up that's not advertised or promoted for the pay-per-view, that's filler. So, this, oh, okay. this was a legit match. The problem is it just was boring as shit. Um okay. it was basically trying to figure out Isla Dawn's gimmick where she's basically I don't know what the fuck she is. Is she a witch? Is she a demon? Is she a spirit? Whatever the fuck this is. And here's the thing that bothered me the most. The referee spot was unnecessary, okay? First of all, what kind of Papa Shango horseshit is this? Is what i like to know. You're literally taking a page <laughs> out of Papa Shango's playbook. And whoever took the page out of the playbook is fucking illiterate when it comes to reading a playbook. Because, first of all, here's what I want to know. What the fuck did she do to make that happen? I don't know. She did nothing. At best, she, maybe she grabbed the referee's leg or something or whatever. You're telling me that's enough to make this guy have black goo come out of his mouth. At least when Papa Shango did this shit to the Ultimate Warrior when he spit that green shit out of his mouth, like back in the 90s, at least... Papa Shango was had like skulls in his hand and was walking to the ring and doing some weird dance where it looked like as a shaman he was putting some fucking voodoo spell on the warrior. He did something to make it look like I am doing possession. Nothing happened in this match. Her eyes didn't roll in the back of her head. She didn't start, you know, speeding Latin backwards. Like none of that shit happened. Nothing fucking happened here. You know, like, like read some incantation. Put, you know, move your hands around. You know? Fuck, you didn't see Hocus Pocus? <laughs> Fuck! At least when they did shit, they fucking said crap. They did little rhymes and, you know, twist the bones and bend the back. Trim him of his baby fat. You know, give him fur, black as black, just like this. Boom! The guy's a fucking cat. Do something! And here's another thing that pissed me off. After this happens, the referees check on it. Everybody goes and checks. And first of all, you have one ref that runs out to count and another ref that's checking on the... Uh, and a third ref to check on the ref with a black goo coming out of his mouth. If there's already a ref out there to check on him, the other ref doesn't need to go over there. He should say, I got this. Go take care of that and carry him to the back to figure out what the fuck the problem is. And here's another thing. And I'm going to jump ahead for a second. Once this match is over... The ref is no longer mentioned. Really? We don't have time to get a medical update on the referee with black goose spilling out of his mouth? But you got time for half-assed fucking interviews with people who aren't even on the fucking card that no one gives a shit about? We got time to promote <laughs> New Year's Evil on January 10th, Vengeance Day on February 4th. A referee just got fucking possessed by a demon. I would rather hear about that. Jesus yeah, but we can't do that because Gabagulak has an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. Fuck Gabagulak! I don't give a shit! I- Again! There's a referee with black shit coming out of his mouth! That's not normal! That should be front page! I don't care about nothing else right now! Oh, God. If I'm sitting watching this the rest of this show, in the back of my mind, I had to think, what the fuck's going on with that referee? There's a problem! Give me an update! 
wake something up. Say he's going to the hospital. He's getting his stomach pumped. Uh, we'll have an update either today or tomorrow. Fucking something. You can't just gloss over that shit like it didn't happen. I don't care if it is just a referee. You have now made the referee the center of attention. Did, did anyone think about this? Apparently not. God. Shawn Michaels really did take too many unprotected chair shots or something. I was fucking, what? And then Isla Dawn wins the match like I knew she would because why give it to Alba Fire when she's already lost to Mandy Rose enough fucking times already? And speaking of you, speaking of, and by the way, and at this point, an hour in the show has already passed, by the way. And these two matches sucked the gay out of Liberace's anus through a bendy straw. So now we got to cut to the backstage area with useless Mackenzie. Normally I like Mackenzie, but right now she's serving no purpose because she's spending time talking to people who don't fucking matter. Except in this case, we're actually talking to a group that fucking matters. It's the New Day who say they're always looking for the best competition. They talk up pretty deadly and say they're going to become Triple Crown Tag Team Champions. Okay, uh, they're just boosting their, their uh, confidence up. That's what they're doing right here. Once again, I don't really care for skits or promos in the backstage area during a pay-per-view. I don't know. It just irks me. Just get on with the matches. All right. That's all I have to say. Well, in that case, let's get on with the match. We get it right here for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Pretty deadly. Defend the belts against the New Day. Okay, this actually was actually fantastic right here. Except for one fucking problem. You know what that was? I know, but... Tell me again so I know you know. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. When it comes to professional wrestling, when they do a tag team match, they do the little twerk contest. I did not want to see dudes twerk. I'd rather see women twerk, but they had to do this. I was like, okay, then get on with the match, and they finally fucked it dead, and these four gentlemen beat the living shit out of each other. Pretty daily got a lot of moves. New Day got a lot of moves, and it was some spots, little botches, and uh, then all of a sudden, New Day hits their finisher, one, two, three, and even Xavier Woods took a title shot to the head. Head and still kicked out, which is like, wait a minute here, which I don't think that should have happened. But now there's new NXT Tag Team Champions, the New Day. Vinny, your thoughts? Beautiful. I was losing. Yeah, okay. I was. I was losing faith in this overall show. <laughs> Up until this point. This was fucking beautiful. And I agree. The twerking was terrible. All for all the reasons Zach said. I'm going to add another reason why I don't like it in the match. As a wrestling fan. And as someone who wrestled in high school. And middle school. From the 7th grade to my senior year of high school. One of the things I have had to defend. And argue. And debate with. All the time. And damn near almost got in fights. Like legit fisticuff fights. In school and anywhere else. Is because... Because I would have to explain to people that wrestling is not gay. Because people would think that wrestling is gay. And make gay jokes revolving around wrestling. I've seen people make jokes about wrestling being gay. I've seen South Park make jokes about wrestling being gay. I get mad about that. I understand. And it angers me to my core. In fact, here's how much it makes me angry. I get more upset when people say wrestling is gay than when they say wrestling is fake. I will take fake over gay any day of the week. Any day. If someone says wrestling is fake, nine times out of ten, I'll correct them. I'll, I'll, I will try to defuse the situation before I deck them. But if you say to me wrestling is gay, I am instantly beating the fucking shit out of you. And in case anybody out there thinks that I'm being homophobic by saying that, I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because people who are not gay don't like to be told they're gay. Fact of life. And there's a lot of guys in wrestling who are straight as an arrow. 
and are not only straight as an arrow, they're girl, they, they have girlfriends, and if they don't have girlfriends, they could take your girlfriend instantly. Because wrestlers have stamina and endurance. And in the bedroom, women love that shit. Because they like marathon sex, not egg timing sex. And most of you motherfuckers that call wrestling gay, y'all are two pump chumps from what your girl told me. So I'm just going to let y'all know that right now. I hate that shit. Now, if you're a wrestler and you're also gay, well, then that's fine. People like people who are gay are okay with being called that because they are. Like, if I was gay, I wouldn't get offended. If someone said, you know, you're gay for liking wrestling. It's like, well, if I'm already gay, it's not going to offend me. But if I'm not gay, oh, fuck you. it's going to offend me. What? What did I say? No, 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 no. I was like, like, I agree with you. Oh. I was like, people, no, no, no. No, I thought you said fuck you. I was like, what? What did I say? No, I was. No, no, no. What you said is like, when you said someone calls me gay because I'm a wrestling fan, I'll be like, fuck you. Okay, 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 uh, yeah, okay. Man. There we go. Okay, I was about to say I wasn't even making fun of you, dude. So my point <laughs> is, my, my point is, yeah, miscommunication there. My point is that bothers me. So when I see guys twerking like that, it makes it hard for me. To defend wrestling. When people make it difficult for me to defend wrestling, I have a problem with it. I gotta say, wrestling's not gay, and then a twerking incident happens. How the fuck do I explain that? Or I say, wrestling isn't fake, and something clearly fake happens in the ring. How the fuck do you make me explain that? Like, you're, you're not helping my case, wrestling. There's other couples. Uh, there's uh, two other people. One who's in AEW. Well, one that Joey Kiss, he's gay. Look Sonny, at him. Well, it's not jo- and he Sonny, got that Sonny other kiss. Yeah, and and here's the thing: I don't have a problem with Sonny Kiss being gay, but he's still a shitty wrestler. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible in the ring. I respect his right to to sleep with whoever he wants. Where he sticks his dick is not my business. You know, if if you're happy with that, be happy, live your life. But I'm still gonna critique your wrestling regardless. Hell, Darren Young is gay, and he's one of the most fantastic in ring wrestlers. I've seen. He, so, you know, hell, Chris Canyon was gay, and he was fucking phenomenal in a wrestling ring. By the way, you can check out that on Dark Side, on uh, Booch Cash Reviews Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Canyon episode. Uh, it, it features uh, myself, Elvis, and a guest appearance from Buff Bagwell, so check that out. Um, but yeah, overall, outside of the twerking, enjoyed this match. There is one thing, Zach, I'm going to disagree with you on, respectfully. Um, I like the belt shot. I'm going to tell you why. At first... They were doing that whole passing the belt around to see who hit, and then all of a sudden, Kofi King just lays down. And I'm like, oh my god, give me a fucking break. What saved this segment was the ref looked around and was like, I'm not falling for this shit. Get up. Get your asses up. I ain't falling for it. That's what I loved. The referee saved that spot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. The referee just looked at all of them like, eh, get the oh, fuck up. Not, they all did Eddie all at once. I saw that right there, man. Yeah, and it I was, was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? No, it was funny. At first, I thought it was stupid, but the ref made it funny because he went, I ain't falling for this crap. Get your asses up. And then there's a distraction. Then there's an actual belt shot. And it was one, two. I love that because it was a beautiful false finish. It was a false finish done right. Because in order for a false finish to work, you have to believe it's the finish. And I honestly thought, when he hit him with the belt, I thought it was over. I thought Pretty Deadly was winning this match. So when Xavier Woods kicked out, I was like, oh shit, that made me jump out of my seat. And right yeah, I was, the- uh, My mouth dropped. Yeah, and at oh, that moment, oh, oh. at that exact moment, I knew the New Day was winning this match. Right there. And then they did, and I was like, fuck. I was like, okay. And I don't know, see what happens. I'm like, hell fucking yeah. I was like, it was a good match. I feel twerking. I mean, it was entertaining as shit. So... Yeah. I was sad, I drove the hell out of it. I did. So I like, all right, New Day Day. Which, who else from Pretty Deadly could face? It's like, New Day. I was like, all right. 
So that's one tag team title that the Usos are hopefully will never have. Moving on. Yeah, and I'll just say real quick before we move on. Um, now that they're the NXT Tag Team Champions, I expect mm-hmm. them to stay on NXT. They need they need to take a break from SmackDown. SmackDown. There's no reason for them to go there. Just stay in NXT, work singles matches, and face other tag teams in NXT. And then when the time comes to drop the belts. Make sure you drop the belts to a team that really needs it. And I got a good idea of two different, there's two teams. They can pick either one that I would like to see beat the New Day because I feel like it would help them out. Actually, three, and they're in this order. First, Briggs and Jensen. I'd love to see them win it from the New Day. Mm. Number two, the Dyad. I'd love to see mm. them. And then number three, Creed Brothers. Because even though they've already been the tag champs, because I consider them the best tag team in NXT, I feel like they could use the rub from beating the New Day. Well, there's other one tag team you should do. What? Just, just for the hell of it. Um, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams. Just Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think they would work great in the ring together. Oh, yeah. And then... I'm just saying, like, like, put those two together. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say this. Hmm. Booker T was annoying during this match. He said a couple... Th- a couple one thing, I forgot what he said that made me laugh, but I was, again, little on his nerves. Like, dude, for real, shut up. Yeah. Because he was talking about how great Rochi Perez is. And he started crying. I was like, seriously, dude? Well... Come on now. Well, the re- well, there's a, well, it's annoying, but there's a reason behind it. Because Booker T runs a wrestling school in Houston, Texas. And Roxanne Perez was one of his students. So as a teacher, you know, and a mentor, you know, he, he's going to get emotional over that. Now, if he didn't know Roxanne Perez from a hole in the ground, yeah, that'd be fucking stupid. But the story made sense. You know, it's like if you teach, it would be like, you know, let's say, you know, Zach, you, somebody new came into Jim and Nick's. Oh, Jesus. And they wanted to learn how to be a dishwasher. And you taught them everything. And eventually, they went on to kick ass at the job. And let's say eventually you end up getting promoted to another position or you transfer somewhere else or whatever. And that person gets to be the top dishwasher and excels the job. That might make you feel good a little bit because you know, hey, I taught him. And I'm literally not trying to be a dick here. They like me, don't they? Yeah. And I'm literally not, I'm seriously not trying to be a dick here. I'm just saying... You're good at your job. You're, you know, that's why they, that's why they, you know, continue to hire you even at times when you piss them off. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, no, I never really piss them off. I just get on the nerves. Well, yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, there's one person I'll listen above anybody. I'm not going to mention his name. There's so many managers out there. I was like, I'll listen to him. And when he says, like, he says red, shut up. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying, but he also knows, he also knows if he needs somebody to work or he knows somebody is going to do a great job, he can count on you. He So because of that, he'll put up with the little things that annoy you. It's like when people ask me why I put up with you, I said, simple. Loyalty is the key thing. I know I can count on you and you're the only, you're one of the few people I know that if I need to move a dead body at three in the morning, I call you. <laughs> Which offended Desmond for a second. He was like, Piss off. No, he was like, You wouldn't call me. I'm like, No, you have a kid. He goes, I could bring a ski mask. I'm like, All right, fine. If you want to, you want me to call you, I'll call you. I'm like, I'm trying to pick the friend who has nothing to lose. And yeah. no offense, Zach, well, but really, out of everybody well, in the group, you I don't, do, you've I got don't. nothing to lose. I really don't. <laughs> I'm saying. Everybody says, like, like, Hear me out. Um, there's, you just thought me of a scene in a uh, American uh, reunion where that dude was telling uh, 
uh, one of the characters, I'll shoot you for everything you have. A stiffler comes up and just punches him. He says, I'm not worth jack shit. And I says, hey, if that ever happened to us, I'll punch somebody and I will do a stiffler thing. It's like, I'm not worth jack shit. Fuck. So, so fuck you and yeah. walk away. Well, it's, it's like, like well, they, I'm your asshole. Well, that scene's, yeah, and that scene's from Rocky Five as well when the guy goes, touch me and I'll sue. And Rocky, and Rocky uppercuts him and he hits the car and he goes, sue me for what? Because <laughs> the whole concept of the movie is the fact that Rocky went back to broke. So he's like, what are you going to sue me for? I got nothing. You're not going to get nothing from me. And But anyway, overall, great match. Pretty deadly delivered. New Day delivered. They're the new champs. Hopefully they stay in NXT until the rain ends. Then we cut to the backstage area. Still don't know why. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter talk with Odyssey Jones and Nofe and Blade. Jones has to face Von Wagner this Tuesday on NXT. Chance and Carter walk into Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who claim the champs are avoiding them. They also didn't like that Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, you know, they offered them a shot anytime and they called and they basically called them like, you know, Mickey Minnie Mouse and something else. And then they snap and attack Tonsing Attraction from behind and they brawl. And now we find out that this Tuesday on NXT, it will not only be Von Wagner versus Odyssey Jones. We're going to have Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley versus Toxic Attraction. I did not see this. Well, I really didn't. Shit. <laughs> no, well, I'm now. Well, at least we're going to see them on Tuesday. That's all you need to know. This was nothing special. Okay, good. Moving on. Yes. Now we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We have the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller versus Joe Gacy versus J.D. McDonough versus Axiom. Absolutely fucking wonderful. But you know what the funniest thing is? What's that? Action, two pinfalls. Gacy, two pinfalls. Grayson Waller, two pinfalls. And, um, shit. Who am I, who am I missing? Sorry, I've been. Carmelo? Damn it. Carmelo, two pinfalls. Guess who had no pinfalls? JD. I'm sorry I have to say something. He took an ass kick and spent way too much time in the penalty box, but that's not the point. But this right here was actually fan-fucking-tastic. I loved every minute of it. I was on the edge of the seat type of thing, and there was a lot of moves in and sneaky attacks and sneaky pinfalls. There were submissions. Gacy made two people tap out when Grace Waller, with the, the first 30 seconds, 45 seconds, he was in that ring, guys. He got two pinfalls in the ring. Like, literally within, what, 10 seconds of each other? Yes, he he basically did a double rolling stunner, which was fucking phenomenal. He pins JD, he pins Axiom one two three. He pins J he pins JD one two three. Sends both of them to the penalty box. It was fucking great. And then he got yeah, I'm, and then he got his third pinfall towards the end. So in the end, Grayson got three. The other ones got two, except for JD who had zero. And the funny thing is, uh, for the last what uh, 15, 20 seconds, uh, Grayson Waller was just running around the ring like fuck you guys, can't catch me, motherfucker, screw this. And he ran up the rope and what? I was like, this was awesome. But and most typical Mark stands like, this is bullshit. It's like, no, that's fucking brilliant. It's strategy. It's something a heel would do. And also think about it. If you got the most falls and there's 10, 15 seconds left, you ain't going to run out the clock? No, I'll run out the clock. To me, it's like in football when they run out the clock or if or like if there's like 10 seconds left and they, they go hike and they take a knee and it ends the show and it ends the game. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. yeah. It's like, all right, fuck it. We're done. We're done here. We won. I love that. I thought it was brilliant. But here, but there was another key thing that Grayson Waller did at the end that was even more brilliant. What? 
after he slid out of the ring, he pulled uh -huh. out JD. So Carmelo couldn't yeah, pin JD. Because Gacy was already on the floor, and Axiom wasn't eligible to be pinned, because technically, he was supposed to go to the penalty box, but he never did. So, so, so uh, even though Axiom was unconscious in the ring, Carmelo couldn't run over and pin him. He wasn't eligible. So he pulls JD out, so he can't pin JD, because Carmelo doesn't have to pin Grayson Waller to get a point. So, but if Waller just ran, he could have just not, he could have easily covered JD one, two, three, and tied it up. So not only did he slide out of the ring, he pulled JD out and he hit the floor and then he started running. And that's when Carmelo chased him and eventually Gacy got back up, but it was too late. Clock ran out. Fucking brilliant. So this was overall a fantastic match. It was on the edge of the seat. The right person won. Grayson Waller definitely deserved to win this because he's the most over guy oh, in the Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I was just glad it wasn't Axiom and JD who ironically were the first two to start this match. So I basically was just sitting. I basically was just bored until Carmelo came out. Now I was too. I, I was too. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. I was. I'm just agreeing with you. I'm no, sorry. I okay. Like, I was. Okay, but anyway, um, like I said, not enough to fall asleep, but enough to where I was like, I don't need to do this. I don't need to pay attention to this. Then Carmelo came out, and it's like, all right, now this matters. Now I do. Now here's my gripe because I have to have one. And here it is. Of course you do. My biggest issue with the... And this is not with the wrestlers. It's with the stipulation of the Iron Survivor Challenge. And that is the 90-second penalty box. And I've learned this from my time working in retail. What I don't like about this 90-second rule is they start the clock the second there's a pinfall. Oh, I see what you're saying. Now... So, what's your, can I say something? Go ahead. I know what you're about to say. As soon as they get into the penalty box, that's when you start it. Exactly. Wait till they get in the penalty... Because by the time they get to the penalty box, 10, 20 seconds have already gone by. Don't they, they do that in hockey, too, don't they? They I, wait till the person gets into the fucking thing, and then they start the penalty time. I assume. I don't watch hockey. Um... That's what they do. I've seen it before. The, the last time I saw, the last time I saw hockey, it was a, uh, uh, it was uh, the, it was I was Iceland versus Team USA, and <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. You know, and there was they had a coach. <laughs> a coach they had a coach that looked a lot like Emilio Estevez. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's the last hockey game I saw. <laughs> Fuck you. Hold on. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing here. Anybody can't it, figure that out. It's like the goalie was a oh, shit. Like what? <laughs> Is that legal? Can we legally and do all that? The, uh, 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 all these Iceland people don't know how to smile. No, not really. No. It's, um, you know, I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, I see you here nor there. But my point is, I don't watch a lot of hockey. But I do know, and the reason I equate that to retail is because when I worked in retail, my bosses would do the same thing, and it fucking made me angry. Like, they would say, all right, Vinny, you've been here for two hours. Go take a 15-minute break. They start the clock as soon as you leave the register, and that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, so then, and they, so they expect you to time it as you're walking. Then you finally get to the back, you sit down. Then, before that break is up, they expect you, like, sorry, you get a 15-minute break, not a 16. When you get 13 minutes, you need to walk on back to the floor. Well, you can go fuck yourself, you unqualified cunt to boss me around. Um, yeah, you can take your overpaid ass get the fuck away from me. Um, because here's my belief. I start the break when I get to the break room, and I wait till the whole 15 minutes is up before I start walking back. If you don't like it, suck my dick. Because by the time you, because here's why. Because I don't know how it's like in most stores, but when I work 
worked at Home Depot or Lowe's, the break room would always be on the other side of the fucking store. So as you're walking to the back, you know what happens? I'm going to do a little Chris Jericho quote here. You know what happens when you're, when you're on a break and you're walking to the back? You know what happens? You don't make the list. You get stopped by every fucking dummy dunce douchebag customer in the store begging and pleading for help with their stupidity. Because they don't give a shit that you have to go to the bathroom. They don't give a shit that you need a break. All they care about is, I need help in plumbing. I know you're not a plumber, but fucking help me anyway. So, yeah, fuck that shit. That's why I said I start my break when I get to the back and I wait till the whole 15 minutes is up and I will walk on back to the floor. I've had some head cashiers get in my face and I dare them to fucking fire me. Your whole thing will crumble. And when I finally left, it did. Why? Because no one has my work ethic. Fact. Anyway. Enough about me. Back to the match. Uh, my point is, start the clock when they get into the penalty box. That way they're in there the full 90 seconds. Because like I said, 10, 20 seconds have already gone by, so they're not in there for very long. Technically, they're not in there for 90 seconds. They're in there for 30. It's more like a minute penalty or a 30-second penalty. They're not in there the full 90 seconds. So I don't know who's in charge of this, but that's something y'all need to fix. Wait till they get in the penalty box and start the clock then. And also, put more emphasis on the fact that they're in the penalty box. Make it mean something. And I know they did that by having a JD and Axiom fighting in the penalty box. You know, Axiom kind of, they opened the door and Axiom just kind of went, fuck it, close the door and beat his ass. That was good for one spot. But when you do it over and over and over and over again, now you're now you're draining the cow of all its milk. Okay? You've milked the cow and the teat now hurts. Okay? So anyway... You know, have the person in there pacing. Have them banging on the door, yelling, screaming, begging to get in there. Because I know every time they waste in there, they're not getting an opportunity to win. Make it mean something. Put a little focus on it. And if the people in the ring weren't, weren't you know, gymnast, gymnasts and knew psychology, some of them do, but most of them don't, you could do that. But you can't do that kind of focusing stuff because then you're going to miss all the all the high spots. Because all mo- most of them, all they do is high spots. So... Especially fucking Axiom. But overall, loved it. I love Grayson Waller going looking at Booker T going, how do you like me now, bitch? I got a feeling if Booker, I think Booker T could still go. That could lead to a Grayson Waller versus Booker T at some point. Not for the NXT title. I doubt they would do that. But I do think that they could, they could have a match like that. Maybe at like stand and deliver. Maybe like a non-title thing or whatever. I mean, be honest. I like. I would have said to how do you like me now. I want to call him a bitch. I was like, eh. I was like, like nah. I went too a little too far. It's like, don't do that. You're talking to a two-time Hall of Famer. Well, G. you also got to you also got to bear in mind he's a heel. Still though, that's I don't like that. Just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't work if it's if he didn't approve that in advance. But I like to believe that he did because if he didn't, there's gonna be a top backstage. All right, then. So Grayson Waller celebrates. He then drinks a beverage from a shoe and celebrates as the fans are booing and everybody's in the ring pouting. And he is think- and he is hamming it up and I fucking love it. I love it too there, brother. I was like watching it. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I was like, I was clapping a little bit. But I got, uh, when my roommate came back, I was clapping. I was like, fuck yeah. I'm thinking back. Everybody else is here is pissed off and, uh, and upset and pouting like little kids who got a pair of socks on Christmas Day. And uh, you and I were like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're happy for the socks. We'll take free clothes because we're so fucking broke right now. It's pathetic. Exactly. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> You got, hey, you got any? You got any free? You got any free meal vouchers to a restaurant? I'll take those. 
I'll take those. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, everybody likes to make fun of me. But I eat ramen noodles. Guess what the fuck I'm gonna eat after after we're done with this? Ramen noodles. <laughs> ramen noodles. I can't take hey. chicken or beef. Hey, I got a, I got one of those. I got one of those quick making big cup macaroni and cheese. Still thirty eight cents a metric ton. Can't beat it with a stick. As yeah, far as I'm everybody concerned. else gets to go out, gets to go eat, go eat, eat shrimp and lobster, and you and I are. But, <laughs> we're dining on noodles and mac and cheese. <laughs> and we're both in our thirties. So anybody says, "How did life turn out?" I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> Don't be in a rush to grow up, children. Don't do it. Enjoy at all. your adolescence. <laughs> I know being an adult looks cool. It ain't. So. Anyway, anyway, uh, on that note, we cut to the, we go back to Mackenzie Mitchell. Why? Um, to interviews Gabagulak, who says he came back to help out talent and that he wants to get back to his full potential. Damon Kemp comes in and tells Gulak he needs to watch his match on Tuesday. Okay, uh, don't care. Like I said, I don't know. I was just like, can we get to, to the main event, please? This was pointless again. Short and sweet. That's all I have to say. Yes. And obviously, um, Damon Kemp's opponent on Tuesday is going to be Duke Hudson, which I'm going to be intrigued to see that match. But I don't know what Gabagulat's going to do, but at least they're giving him something to do. Because he does pride himself on being a mentor. And NXT is the place that needs mentorship. So on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT title. Braun Breaker defends the gold against Apollo Cruz. I'm a little disappointed, sir. Oh, okay. Um, it was kind of. It was not really that exciting. I thought it was. A, I mean, it took them. Okay, I'm not gonna say this. It took them too long to get to you know to where they were actually you know wrestling. For some strange ass reason, Apollo Cruz looks like he got possessed by a demon and just snapped. And then also, what I loved about it was he did three junior suplexes, he hit two power bombs, and it went back and forth between these two brilliant gentlemen. I want to say it wasn't disappointing. It's just too took too long to get to the, you know, the rough and tumble stuff. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, but a lot of times in a main event, especially when you got two baby faces, that's the psychology of it. You know, they're kind of feeling each other out, kind of giving the crowd time to register. That's the that's the psychology and the pacing of a match. And it works when you've had matches that have been high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, fast, 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 which is what you got in the men's and women's Iron Survivor matches. And, you know, the tag team title match had a little bit of that. So you had to slow it pace a little bit. And it was good, you know, because Breaker showed a lot of new stuff that he doesn't normally do. And I like normally the some of the moves he did i normally wouldn't want him to do but because he was trying to match apollo and that was the story i let it go for this match so i was okay with some of the sentons and dives that he did because he said i'm gonna match the strength i'm gonna match the intensity i'm gonna match the speed and that's what apollo did so they were basically trying to show hey anything you can do i can do better that was basically it and it looked good <laughs> and it looked good now it I did do... it did look good there's too many false finishes i think well, a little too many they did kind of overdo that a little bit um i will say i felt the spear at the end was a little abrupt was a little bit like just abrupt out of nowhere it felt anticlimactic i don't feel like you know too much was going on but you know again overall was a good match and braun breaker won so he celebrates in the ring all of a sudden he's taken out by grayson waller who does the rolling stunner and then he picks up the nfc title and trash talks everybody as the show goes off the air which and i'm watching it i'm clapping and here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Because Braun Breaker beat Apollo Crews, Grayson Waller needs to win the title. Grayson Waller needs to be the NXT champion 
And I know that New Year's Evil is coming up on January 10th, but I do think that this match should take place at Vengeance Day. I feel that, and I think it's doable, I think it's doable, I'd like to see them drag this story out till February 4th. Especially since they said, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, then again, I was, I did, I, though I did have to take a power nap at some point, uh, preferably at the opening match. Um, Vengeance Day is set to take place at some type of center in North Carolina, I believe. Let me just see. I got Vengeance Day 2023. Yes, it's in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Spectrum Center, which means... That's telling me they're finally taking the NXT premium live events out of, or the pay-per-views out of the performance center and are finally going to travel with them. So since you're finally going to start doing this in front of actual people again, like taking the events to fans like you should have been doing like before, then I think that's where Grayson Waller should win it. Instead of winning it on regular TV, because that's what New Year's Evil is going to be. It's going to be regular TV. Have him win it at Vengeance Day in Charlotte, North Carolina. That makes sense. That would be much better. Hopefully, yeah. And it's going to be the first time that a standalone premium live event has taken place outside of the state of Florida since February 2020. And I love it. That's where I think these matches should take place. I think it should be Ron Breaker versus Grayson Waller. And that's where I would book Mandy Rose versus Roxanne Perez. Now, obviously, I'm not happy that Roxanne won this match. But since you gave her the win, have her beat Mandy Rose. Or if she's not going to be the one to do it, then put it on New Year's Evil and maybe have Indy Hartwell challenge at Vengeance Day and have Indy Hartwell fucking win it there. I don't know. But whether Mandy faces Indy Hartwell or Roxanne Perez, it's time. It's time for both of these champs to be dethroned and then called up. I 100% agree with you, sir. All right. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude the recap of NXT Deadline. Zach, as always, thank you for taking time. Your busy schedule to join us. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Well, correction, sir. It wasn't really a busy day today. For the first time in a long time, I actually had a full Saturday off. <laughs> so it was actually my day off. So I was like, well, I'm just going to take care of some business. And now I'm talking to you. And after we get off the phone here, um, I got some great, wonderful news. I'm going to eat you some ramen noodles. And guess what's on the beat cock down in the DWG? What's that? Every eight, all eight seasons of that 70 show all right sweet so guess 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 what the fuck i'm gonna do you're gonna binge those in preparation for that 90s show and i'm gonna get stoned as fuck while watching that 70 show so all right well yay well i'm gonna be well the rest of my night is gonna be me eating this mac and cheese and then editing this show so it'll be ready so that way you guys who are listening on monday that's how i spent my saturday uh so ladies and gentlemen make sure you guys uh follow the booch cast we're on anchor Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you guys check out the latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment, where we discussed and gave a recap on WWE Survivor Series. The Wednesday and I will also be doing a show before we do the Royal Rumble predictions, because we know that the next WWE uh, pay-per-view is going to be the Royal Rumble. So Wednesday and I are going to get together and do a... 
We'll do a little Raw SmackDown talk, a little bit of a fun show for you guys beforehand. But until then, check out our recap of WWE Survivor Series. It's on the Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We have our first episode of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the 90s, is already out. So, uh... Make sure you guys go and check that out. It is a hell of a great episode. It's uh, Trash TV, Dirty and Deadly Talk, I believe is the title. Cherry. Exactly. So make sure you guys go check that out. And of course, uh, my goal is by this coming Thursday, I plan on having episode two, The Viper Room, Hollywood Sanctuary, is supposed to drop during that time as well. This coming Thursday. So check out episode one. Be on the lookout for episode two. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. This will be our first stop on the road to WrestleMania. We got the women's and men's Royal Rumble taking place as well as a few other matches. So be sure to join us as we find out who will be main eventing nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and a special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. Uh, we have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. Our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, but don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we have the third and final level you donate at which is for a mere ten dollars per month same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE network subscription here in the united states ever since all the peacock got it would have put that 9.99 bring it over here we got better content in the network and unlike all elite wrestling we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want you have the option to pay with a credit card or with gpay and the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity we use it to upgrade our equipment we use it to bring in bigger name guests pay the bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success so if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen and then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done we use the rest to uh, feed Zach his ramen noodles, particularly the ones he's eating tonight, and try to get him laid, which apparently is not going to happen on any night. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>